Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Good morning, River of Life. Hey, um, as you can see, uh, things are a little different here this weekend. So if this is your first time, please come back next weekend. It'll look completely different, I promise. Hey, so it is Youth Takeover Weekend. We are so excited to be here. Didn't the worship team do awesome? It was super cool to have Mela come up here. She definitely did her study, and I was very proud to have her come up and do the tithe. She did awesome. Um, well, Sierra and I are very blessed to be here to get to lead um, youth group here at River of Life. And can I just say, as a church, we are very blessed. Um, Rod and Val came the last two weeks. If you missed it, I would encourage you, go back and watch. But it was awesome to have them come and give the word. They did so amazing. And next week is Jonathan Martinez, so make sure to be here. You will not want to miss that. So, um, hey, so we actually got to take the youth on Friday on a youth event, and we actually got to go up to Flathead Lake, and um, the east side of the lake had just opened back up, and so um, it opened up on Monday, and we got to go on Friday, and we drove up there, and we got to see the entire east side and just how burnt everything was from the fires that had taken place. And I thought for fire season, that would be perfect. And so um, it was actually kind of crazy because we saw everything that was burnt, but then we also saw houses and stuff that weren't actually hit by the fire, but they were actually hit by the smoke. Like they were just completely charred black from the smoke. And so, um, so the thing I wrote down for that is where there's smoke, there is fire. And now this is not a new concept. If you have lived in Montana for at least a month, you know that smoke travels everywhere, right? So um, I actually got done writing my sermon about, when, about Wednesday night. I probably had 80% of it done. And I don't know if it's just me or what it is, but God likes to do this thing where because I'm a planner, he likes to just completely shift everything that's going on. And so Thursday morning, I actually woke up and I was reading my Bible and he illuminated this verse and was basically telling me, we're gonna shift everything you already wrote. So um, that verse is James 3. And uh, youth, you better all have your Bibles. I'm watching. James 3, 5 through 6, so you guys can turn with me there. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark, a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So for those of you taking notes, just so you know, in youth group, it's a requirement. We give out journals, we give out Bibles, they should be following along. So I'm watching all you people, I'm pretty see lots of note taking out there. This is the first thing I want you to write down. It is, your words bring death. Right off the bat, Hunter, you're such a positive speaker, we just love it. 
Your words bring death. That is the first thing I would like you guys to write down. But if you are going to get one thing from today's message, this is what I want it to be. It is your words carry power. So growing up in the family I did, my family was always in ministry. I didn't have a lot of people in my life that I felt like spoke death over me, that would talk down to me, that would do things like that. Um, And that's not how it is for everybody. And so as I was writing this message, I didn't really have an example to give. And so as soon as I started writing this message and I came to this part of my sermon um, on Thursday afternoon, I actually texted my wife and I said, hey, do you have an example of any time in your life where somebody spoke death over your life or talked down to you or, or whatever? And within 30 seconds, she responded, I have two examples. See, unfortunately, that's how it is for a lot of us, right? People talk down to us. They speak death over us. So I got her permission to use, use a couple of different stories, and I'm not, I'm not going to touch on it long, but one of the examples, and actually this was the third example she gave me because she thought of more later, but she, growing up, was really interested in theater. And so um, her first director that she had actually passed away, and so then she had two more after that, and so it just kept rotating. But with her first director, she had like been there long enough that she had started getting like lead roles and things like that and was doing more stuff. And, um, and then when this new guy came on, he basically cut her out of doing any of that kind of stuff. And then this third guy, when he came, she was working really hard and stuff, and he actually came up to her and he said, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm extremely proud of you. Like, you're an extremely hard worker. And she loved hearing that. And then he said, it's crazy because the director before me actually said not to cast you at all because you would be a terrible worker. And so as much as life was spoken at the beginning, all she thought about then was what that second director had said. See, he spoke death over her. See, that would then go on to affect the way she viewed theater. That would go on to affect the way she would communicate and the way that she would work. See, when a forest fire starts, it doesn't just affect the forest it's located in. No, that smoke spreads and it affects the surrounding areas. I am somebody who loves to joke. I have a really joking personality and joking is really fun, but I think we need to be careful when it comes to joking because I think it's really easy for us to tell truth to people, say mean things, say stuff that we shouldn't, and then just say, well, I'm just kidding, or I'm just giving you a hard time. But see, a lot of those times, I think we need to be careful because that can be the spark that really begins to burn down somebody's self-confidence. That, be, that can be what changes the way they start to communicate or the way that they think about themselves. See, I've been working with our youth group for a long time. I've been leading it for three years. But something I've really noticed about this generation is it's not that they struggle with tearing each other down. It's actually that they struggle with tearing themselves down. See, we need to build ourselves up. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, so encourage each other and build each other up. It is a command. It's not just, oh, you should do this. No, no, no. You need to do this. And it's not in a boastful way. It's not saying, 
hey, look at me, look how great I am. No, no, no. In Psalms 139, 14, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the way we need to view ourselves. It's because God created us in his image. So Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who talk will reap the consequences. So your tongue can bring death. However, your tongue can also bring life. So when I, now this is, now I have some examples here of, of bringing life here. So I told this story last night. Um, we, I went out with a, another youth pastor in town and we just went and got coffee and we were out there talking and we were right by the drive-thru and this lady, um, she was driving pretty quick through the drive-thru. She just got her drink and she was hauling. Well, she drove right past us and then she slammed on her brakes and rolled down her window. And we're like, what is going on? And she, because we're further back, she turns out the window looking back at us and she goes, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. <laughs> now, as Mela so graciously pointed out, I am somebody who really loves shoes, okay? So, but this lady slammed on her brakes. She turned around and she said that. And let me tell you, it changed the way I walked the rest of the day, all right? <laughs> but come on, you know, if you get complimented, it can boost you a little bit. It makes you feel good, right? Her words had power. They brought life. Now, there's a couple people in this room who have really mastered this skill of, uh, of speaking life. And, uh, and one of those people is Jay Slamey. All right, well, I was going to go if you haven't met him, but it seems like most of you know who he is, so I think we're good there. Now, if you have ever met him or if you follow him on social media or you're friends with him or whatever, you know this is one of his strong suits, okay? I love to play this game with him, all right? I can give Jace a compliment, and I instantly receive three back. It's a really good deal. He'll never rip you off. It's spectacular. You just throw him a compliment, and then he gives you three right back. You'll, you'll feel good. You'll leave it feeling like, all right, okay, I can do some things in life, all right? You will always lose the compliment battle with Jace. Trust me, I have tried. If you ever even watch his social media, people will comment something like, you're the best. And then Jace is like, no, you're the best ever. We love you. I'm so happy for you. Like, and it just, you, you never win, all right? There's no beating it. But there's been so many times where I've gotten to see that he has conversations with strangers at work or with people he doesn't even know. And it just changes them because he speaks so much life into their lives. See, his words have power. So this is my question for you this morning. This is what I need you to write down. Youth, this is your homework for Wednesday. What kind of fire are you starting? So we've, we just talked a little bit about death and we talked about life and, and I actually had an example of a student. I had a student about three years ago who really struggled with being negative. Like to the point where they would pull themselves out of doing anything, of doing games, of hanging out with the youth, and they would just kind of go sit by themselves. They wouldn't let anybody talk to them. They just really struggled with negativity. 
And I had, I had lots of different students and even some leaders that would come up and they would just be like, well, that's just how she is. That's just who she is. She's just negative and it is what it is. There's no changing it. And so we, um, I, don't, I don't actually remember how we ended up starting meeting, but we basically started meeting on a weekly basis. So we'd meet once a week for the last three years. And, um, and the first thing when I was praying about my meeting with her that the Lord told me I was supposed to bring up is joy. And I had to go over this idea that, that joy isn't a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's actually a choice. And so I spent three years just pouring in into this girl in our youth group. And over those three years, I got to watch God's calling just begin on her life and her to just begin to open up and just her persona to change. And she actually, she's doing ministry college right now. She feels called to full-time ministry and, and all of that stuff. But the thing I want you to understand is we can choose to speak death and just go, that's just who they are. Or we can choose to speak life and really see where people will bring, well, what will come out of it. See, Jesus is always our perfect example. When he looked at Peter, he could have called him impulsive or irresponsible or emotional, but what did Jesus call him? He called him rock. See, because Jesus looked at Peter and he didn't look at what he is right now, he looked at the potential of what Peter could be. See, because then that sparked something in Peter. That sparked this confidence in Peter to then go out and preach and to, to just be somebody different. See, Jesus could have easily called him those other things and it could have sparked a fire that would bring shame or issues with self-confidence. But instead, he, he sparked a fire that would bring new soil. I had to look this part up. So uh, farmers will have controlled burns, Okay. I knew nothing about it. But the reason they do this is because it will give uh, nutrients for new soil. It will also pre uh, prepare a fresh harvest. But the other thing is, is it also is to manage if there's an area with a lot of wood so an uncontrolled fire doesn't start. I truly believe this is what Jesus was doing when he called Peter Rock. See, because it pushed Peter to grow. His words had power. We have access to that same power. But unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times as Christians, we forget this. We forget what it says. So we don't walk around in this confidence. We walk around in defeat. And as I was writing this message, Vance actually preached at youth group on Wednesday and he preached a message called, I Saw the Light. And I, um, I got a lot out of it. It was really good. Vance always does an awesome job. If you don't know Vance, he's sitting right up here. Make sure to meet him before he can get out the door. But anyway, so Vance preached this awesome message. And, um, and Vance and I have actually been doing youth ministry for three years now, right? Three? Three years. All right. So uh, Vance actually originally was going to do three months, and then he played himself. So, um, But anyways, Vance and I will always have discussions about teenagers and this next generation. And, um, and something I always love is, is he'll bring up this idea of, of what teenagers will look like as Christians. And so often it's, 
this walking around, this moping, walking into feet, this woes me, this like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, it ain't just teenagers. I see some adults too. Um, but something Vance always says is, do you know Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Do you know the same Jesus I do? Because if you did, you wouldn't be walking around like that. Your, your attitude would change. Why? Because you should know everything that Jesus says in this book to us. But see, so often we walk around allowing the lies of this world and that's what we walk in. We walk in this defeat that the world says defines us. So a few weeks ago, I actually wrote a devotional. It's basically the cliff notes to this sermon. So hop on the app and you can uh, go read it. It's Ma- but I really touched on this, on this verse in it and I really wanted to share it today. It's Matthew 12, 36. It says, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. In the ESV, it says, I tell you this on day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. So this is why I'm asking this question tonight. What kind of fire are you starting? How many of us have been careless with our words? I'm guilty. There are so many times where I tell a joke, it's not really a joke. And one day I will have to stand before God and go over those careless things that I said. Val said something last week that I knew I was gonna have to use for this week. She said, fire can be destructive or constructive. And that's the same with our words. Our words can either be destructive or constructive. Our words carry power. As Christians, we represent Christ everywhere we go. With every word we choose to use, we represent him. Am I a good representation of Christ? Am I starting fires that are destructive for other people or am I starting fires that I know are gonna help them grow? So today, that's the question I want you guys to think about. What kind of fires am I starting? We're gonna have worship here, but during that time, I want you to go through this last week. Go through the people you came in contact with. Go through the conversations that you had and ask yourself, what kind of fires am I starting? Because we have the choice. We can either be starting, we can either be speaking life to our neighbors, to the next generation, or we can be speaking death. There's no in between. It's one or the other. So what fires am I starting? So I'm gonna pray. The worship team has another song. Ask yourself, am I speaking life or am I speaking death? Bow your heads with me. God, I just thank you for this morning. God, I just thank you for this opportunity for the youth to just come and and lead a gathering. God, but I just pray that you just be working on each and every one of our hearts individually. God, that you'd be illuminating conversations and words and things that we've said. God, that you would be showing us what it is that we need to change in our own lives. God, that you would just be in complete control and showing us how to speak life. God, that we can look in your word and you show us how it is that we're supposed to speak life into others. 
So God, we just thank you for all that you're doing and all that you are. And I just ask all these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus. And everybody said. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.